these policies in many instances either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States. Living next to you is in some ways like keeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, one is affected by every twitch and grunt. Ladies and gentlemen, it is July 13th. 2013 and welcome to episode number 22 of sleeping with the elephant podcast where we put the you in color commentary uh uh get it they get it all right <laughs> you're listening to myself paul swickard and with me as always not i most of the time most of the time he's with me most of the time mr ryan murphy Hello, Paul. It, you know what? It, if people caught our last episode, they should know that I was actually physically with you. That's true. For a certain period of time. That's true. In Utah. Yeah. Eh. Neutral country. No. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. First, we'll start things off with McDonald's, you know, because, yeah. hey, it's it's the morning, my time, and the best way to start it off is with McDonald's. It is. And... um. This story is, you know what, this is the one sort of culture shock story I have from going to the States, and it's really weird that it happened at McDonald's. Um, I love buying McDonald's coffee. It's delicious. Okay. Uh, it's Canadian. Like what, what's, your, what's your taste? What's your choice? Well, what do you mean? Like, okay, you can't have, like, no one gets just coffee anymore. I'm sure some people do, but no one gets just coffee, right? Like, you get a... A frappe, or a or a mochaccino, or a whatever. Um, I hate sugary uh, caffeine beverages. I'm not, Dude, I know this I, is a revelation. It, well, I mean, I my older brother's diabetic, so I grew up in like a house where like diet coke was king, and um, I started. Uh, someone suggested, "Hey, don't put sugar in your coffee. You'll like it more." And I did, and I do. Uh, so I drink just cream in my coffee, and uh, I've never been a big fan. I, I like a sugary cold coffee beverages. Don't get me wrong. A, a cold, regular coffee without sugar tastes like ass. Um, <laughs> but uh, I digress. I, I uh, Sorry to the Canadians listening, but McDonald's coffee is making Tim Hortons kind of needs to rethink their recipe because ah. McDonald's coffee is great. Are you being serious right I'm now? I'm being serious. Uh, you- I... Like I'm pretty sure Americans won't necessarily agree with you on that one. Oh, and well, yeah, your guys is like Starbucks, right? But do you not have any Starbucks in Canada? Oh, we do, but it's like nowhere close to where I live. I mean, I can walk to McDonald's or Tim Hortons, but Starbucks is too far away. Um, plus, it costs like twice as much for a regular coffee. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so I I was in the uh, Salt Lake City airport, um, heading home. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my classic, you know, McDonald's coffee uh, muffin combo. Here in Canada, they have a deal where it's like add 10 cents and you get a muffin. Great value. So I'm standing in line. I get to the front of the counter and I say, "Um, could I have a large coffee, two cream, uh, and a carrot muffin? And then I turn to Ashley and say, okay, Ashley, what would you like? And she starts to order. And the person who's taking my order stops me and says, um, sorry, sir, what did you want in your coffee? It's like, two cream. It's like, well, what'd you say after that? I said, carrot muffin. She's like, well, okay. What, what's a carrot muffin? And I'm like... She literally asked you what a carrot muffin was? Yeah, so here's my question. 
<laughs> I didn't actually look this up to confirm. I probably should have. But are are muffins sold at American McDonald's? That is probably not. Okay. Probably that, not. That would probably end. But the problem Carrot is the muffins exist. Okay, that's what so I was hoping. I, <laughs> so, I mean, the question of what is a carrot muffin is not exactly is not exactly a we'll call it a correct question. <laughs> so, she might what she hopefully meant was we don't carry carrot muffins at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, and that's what confused me because I was like, yeah, okay, so I just checked checked the website and it does not look like McDonald's carries muffins at all, but just the way she responded was like she's like, "What? What are you what are you saying?" And she looked at me like I was an alien. You know, and I'm like, forget it. Just give me the coffee. That is, I gotta say that that asking for a carrot muffin at McDonald's probably, I mean, that's a bizarre question. I don't think it is. <laughs> it, it, I'm telling you, it is. Why? I don't understand. Because, okay, because a carrot muffin is not what one would consider to be a brand of food that resides within the restaurant known as McDonald's. Oh, have you ever had a carrot muffin, Paul? Yeah. It's delicious. It, it's tasty. So it's why never, I don't crave carrot muffins, man. I ch- All right. Well, you, it, the, the, yeah. So I was really upset and, and that, that, you know, I was just like, of all places to have a culture shock, it's at McDonald's. And I make <laughs> that joke and then I realize this? this was at the Salt Lake City Airport. Okay. Uh, and she was having none of my funny business. She's like, I don't know what a carrot muffin is. Place your order, sir. You know, let's let's move mosey on along here. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a general rule that I mean, uh, the majority of people that I run across in in fast food restaurants aren't generally very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not always true, but generally that's the case. Uh, you can turn up that factor by at least double when you're talking about any restaurant that resides within an airport. Okay. Those people are like, yeah, they, they just don't, they don't want to deal. They deal with a lot of crazy people. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, we, we ate out a lot uh, in Salt Lake City and another, another quick restaurant story I have is we went to Chick-fil-A, which we don't have in Canada. Um, and I know there's like some negativity swirling around that corporation, but. What? What? Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I thought there was some negativity. There was. Oh, that's was. ages ago. Okay, well... Well, you know. I mean, relatively, like a year ago. <laughs> okay. It, but it's still not an issue. I, it's not an issue now, or has it been resolved? Uh, well, see, that's the thing, is we're a bit schizophrenic. Oh. We, we don't really... Like, it. it it's not... An, you're correct. It is not much of an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons that is, is because it's the... It is more than a week after the initial event, so people tend not to care. And to the <laughs> franchise defense, it's the guy who owns the corporation, not yes. and the that franchise holders. Well, see, that's what bugs me about this whole thing. I mm-hmm. One, I don't want where I eat to be a political statement. Point yeah. two, this affects people who don't at all, might, uh, well, or at least might not have the same uh, viewpoint as him. So the owner of any given franchise and the manager and so on and so forth are affected by your business decision to not eat wherever it is they're going to eat, even though they might not have the same belief system as you. Yeah. So it just I, – whatever. I don't really want to get into that. No. Well, I, I, anyways, it, we were shocked, Ashley and I, when we were eating at Chick-fil-A, which was delicious. We were shocked when one of the workers came over 
and asked us if you if we wanted refills and to clear our table. It shocked That's... in a good way. It was really weird. We were in like a food court, and this guy comes over and offers to refill our drinks and and take our garbage. And it was just like <laughs> service here is like you would expect that at like a restaurant, not like at a food court. So it was really cool to see that. So that's the positivity uh, that I saw in the All States right. in terms of a culture shock. But yeah, McDonald's, right. get your shit together. Carry carrot muffins. All I ask. I don't think those are in high demand. I'm starting a petition see. for I next year. Say. I mean, yeah. I, I, all you carrot muffin lovers. Sign this petition. Free to, feel free to write in and tell us why you want carrot muffins at McDonald's. Uh, I can foresee a few problems. Like it's a vegetable, <laughs> right, uh, right? Right? Like I don't think the people that go want to go to eat at McDonald's want to order a carrot muffin. They would if it was like a Starbucks, probably. I wonder if Starbucks has carrot muffins. Maybe they that's have where a variety from. of muffins. I have not seen carrot. <sighs> Paul, sorry. I'm Paul. sorry. It's just the way it is. We've talked a lot about carrot muffins more so than I thought. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Mr. Ryan, hmm. we need to talk a little bit about Mr. Mr. George Zimmerman. I'm sure you're familiar with Mr. George Zimmerman. Who is Zimmerman that? with a Z. Hans Zimmerman? <laughs> the no. composer's brother or something? I believe you're thinking of Hans Zimmer. Oh. <laughs> and no, that is not him. <laughs> okay, well, who's this man that you speak of? You really don't know? I no, I see I don't. I don't I don't watch a lot of like real TV. So news is lost on me, unless it's on, like, podcast or something. Oh. Okay. I, a lot of this really isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. No, it's not, because it sucks. Um, so I don't know which state this took place in. I think it was, I think it was Florida, actually. Um, a man, uh, Mr. George Zimmerman, uh, is a – he's a Caucasian. We'll say that's not actually entirely true, but he is for the most part white, mm-hmm. and this is going to become relevant in a moment. Um, he was is in neighborhood watch, so one night he saw. One night he was doing his neighborhood watchiness. <laughs> um, said called nine one one because he found a, what he described as a suspicious looking uh, black teenager. The claim by Mr. Zimmerman in, was that he was attacked by this kid who is called, uh, his name is Trayvon Martin. And Zimmerman uh, shot him. And it turned out later that he was unarmed, right? The, the, the Trayvon. Right. So the issue is whether or not he acted in self-defense or not. And if he did, even if he did, did he express an an unjustified amount of force in defending himself so uh, this has become a very very racially charged deal but anyway anyway i say all that to say this when you have a murder trial what is the one of the last things that you want to do when you start a murder trial um I don't know what 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 do you don't you be a comedian? I guess is what I'll go with. Interesting, you should say that. I have a clip. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's 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 listen. I think the evidence will show that this is a sad case. That there are no monsters 
here. Sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. So let me, at, at considerable risk, let me, let me say, I'd like to tell you a little joke. I know how that <laughs> may sound a bit weird <laughs> as context under these circumstances. But I think you're the perfect audience for it. As long as you uh, don't, if you don't like it or you don't think it's funny or inappropriate, that you don't hold it against Mr. Zimmerman. You can hold it against me if you want, but not Mr. Zimmerman. I have your assurance you won't. Here's how it goes. Let's make sure. Knock, knock. Who's there? George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman, who? All right, good. You're on the jury. <laughs> What? Nothing? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I don't get it. Is he drawing exactly. attention to the fact that they should know who George Zimmerman is in order to persecute him or, no. or judge him, rather? I believe you mean prosecute. No. Yeah, right. Persecute is wrong. <laughs> yeah, very different. Um, no, he's not. He's saying that he's saying that if you don't know what the case is about and like i said this is a very big deal case in the united states so the fact that you had no idea what this was would have landed you very very well <coughs> excuse me landed you in the jury seat his joke was that as long as you don't know what's going on you are in a good position to be on the jury because this has been painted every which way in the media oh, so I see. yeah so do do most lawyers in America start with a joke? Because I've watched a couple ep- episodes <laughs> yes. of SVU, and they do not do jokes in that show. It's standard procedure mm-hmm. in law oh, to okay. open up with a joke. I mean, I've seen and Legally way, Blonde, so I mean, I know there's a lot of jokes in, in those Our clip shows. is, congratulations, thank you, HuffPo. Thank you very much for that. It's a beautiful clip. <laughs> and anyway, okay. So right now, the tr- the case is... The, 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 the uh, case itself is over, um, but the jury is deliberating right now. So, okay, I don't know if you know the history here. There is pretty good reason to believe that there might be some riots if George Zimmerman is acquitted. Right. And that, I mean, and that gets kind of weird. That gets kind of scary. Because, I, okay, I don't know. You probably don't know this. Like, I lived in L.A. most of my life. Mm, okay. Pretty much all of my life. Um, I don't suppose you know who Rodney King is. It sounds familiar. Yeah, there was a there was a police brutality case. Uh, in uh, was a long time ago. It was like in the eighties. Um, basically, somebody shot. Somebody filmed. Um, this guy getting beaten. This this black guy okay. by a bunch of white police officers. Uh, all of those police officers were acquitted. And L.A. went up in smoke, basically. Like, everybody, like, it was not safe to go outside, pretty really? much. Yeah. So, so wherever this, this trial is taking place, people are worried that if he is acquitted or, yeah. or gets off on lesser charges, there should, there, not should, <laughs> there will be some sort of um, riot. riot. I mean, that, there's, it depends. I think this case is has national attention mm-hmm. 
So there might be problems regardless. Like so, so is that the issue right there? Urban areas. What's up? Is that the issue right there that, that the media has just taken this trial and sort of ran with it? And no matter what happens, both the family of the victim and this George Zimmerman guy are screwed at ever Probably. having a normal life ever again. I mean, I'm not defending George Zimmerman. I'm just saying that by putting national spotlight, like now, it's just so weird. And it happens here in Canada too, but but not so much. I mean, not well, a lot. There's no good way. Like, okay, if I were on the jury, not that I am excusing any part of what the guy itself has done. If I'm on the jury, there is plenty of reasonable doubt as to what happened that night. Like, it, it just isn't clear. Yeah. So that alone, I mean, I don't know if you know this. Know the the rule there is that any any reasonable doubt on a case means that the person is assumed innocent. Yeah. Like you're innocent until proven guilty. So there has been plenty of reasonable doubt expressed here. So I it would not surprise me at all if the jury acquits the guy. And when that happens, that might get weird. And and the only reason there's doubt is because there's no witnesses and there's, there's no witnesses. only one I mean, man that walked there's away. There's a 911 call um, when he actually called the guy. And it did not sound like he w- had any intention of shooting him or something like that. Right. I don't think that was what happened. I mean, he probably, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shit going on here. Like, for example, like he said he was beaten and he, I mean, and there was like police evidence. Like he took a picture of the guy's face when he was, uh, when he was arrested. And I mean, he looked like he was beaten up. Um, so, I mean, who knows? I, I don't, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea what the right answer is here. That's kind of the thing in this is there's there people are going to have hurt feelings regardless of what happens. Yeah. But anyway, I say all that to say don't open a big deal murder trial with a joke and if I don't, you know, hear, if you don't hear from me for <laughs> for a couple days, it's because he was acquitted and LA decided to implode again. So is this in LA? No. Oh, okay. It's just no. L.A. is like sort of a... I, it, L.A., I would assume that this is a po- there's a possibility of this happening in every urban area. Oh, um, okay. I don't know where this is tr- being tried right now. That's that, good. The lawyer, That's good. Uh, the lawyer reminds me of that chicken lawyer from Futurama just a little bit. <laughs> I, I say, good sir. You know? Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, let's see. See, now look. Okay, just a quick Google search, folks. And Fox has a rundown of every single juror. Ew. Like, like it just... See, that's way too much information. I mean, this this is... I'm all for people learning about what's going on in their country, but... There's I've, six women. There um, are... Oh, my gosh. Like, their name isn't here, but they, they know a hell of a lot about them. Ew. Like, A, E6, in other words, number six, is a white woman who is married and has two children. She's worked in financial services and has lived in Seminole County for two years. She is active in her church and involved with her children's school. During jury selection, she said she didn't know the facts of the case well. How does that information Nothing. help no, anybody? It doesn't at all. It's just... This is why I don't watch... TV, Paul. This is why I don't... And and I will tell you right now, and a lot of Canadians will tell you, all the shit that happens in America, 
we see on TV because we watch mostly American TV. Yeah. So that's the issue. And, and I mean, if you ask a lot of Canadians, I'm sure they know of this trial because they probably watch, like, you know, Global or CTV News, which is a national feed, right? As opposed yeah. to local news probably wouldn't cover this stuff because they'd be more worried about talking about puppies at the Humane Society or uh, new ice cream <laughs> trucks or something. I generalize, but, I mean, it's summer. You know, we can't blame them. Everybody who does gross generalization should be shot. Jeez, that's a pretty general statement there, Paul. I, oh, crap. <laughs> no, this was in Orlando, Florida. Oh, okay. Orlando. So, oh. yeah, I, I think the likelihood of something happening in Orlando is pretty good. Um, it's a big town. But, yeah. Anywho, moving on. Hmm. Moving on. We don't have voting rights anymore. Really? I uh, thought you guys were the land of the free. We are. But we were. <laughs> no, okay. So, do you know it about this? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't, like I said, like, yeah, voting rights. Yeah, who needs those? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Okay, joking. so, all right. A long time ago. Not, not long. Uh, 1965. That's before either of us were born. So, that's, that's a long time they, ago. We had our election laws changed. Okay. That and what happened was certain states had to go to um, federal approval in order to change their voting laws. So what the reason they did that was because at the time people were trying to deny black folks the right to vote. Okay. So basically, what that did was, if we'll say for example Texas, we like picking on them, uh, wanted to change their voting law. They had to go to f- the federal government in order for approval in order to do so. Right. And the reason they did that was because certain states were more likely to discriminate against black people. Right. Mm-hmm. You with me so far? I've got – that all sounds very good. That was overturned a couple weeks ago. R- okay. It, the voting law, that particular caveat is no longer relevant. Like so- in other words, they don't – so now – places like texas oklahoma whatever they they don't have to go to they don't have to go to the federal government in order to change their voting laws so could texas do something crazy like say bar- they already did. oh it took about four hours oh my god <laughs> what's wrong with you people well the, well the logic the logic at the time was i don't even know hey, what they did and i'm already upset <laughs> the logic at the time mm-hmm. was hey this hasn't happened for a really long time. We don't need this law anymore. Okay. So, the, uh, similarly, it's kind of like, hey, we haven't been hungry, like really starving in a really long time. We really don't need to eat. That's good. Okay. <laughs> no, basically, yeah, well, so this, uh, this law applied to nine states, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, Texas, and Virginia. So, yeah, it, it took a matter of hours uh, for the Texas legislature to want to redistrict, first of all. And, yeah, and it's... <laughs> so what did they do with the, after four hours? What did they try and change? Uh, let's see, what did they do? I know they tried to, like I said, they tried to redistrict, for, for example. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. What's that? It's a Carl Rove. You don't know who that is, do you? No. Nope. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Where's Wikipedia? You, you right, should have no, gave me a list of all, all the right, names quick, to look up. Real quick. It's a very, very slimy way of trying to make certain districts count higher than others. And so if you oh. redistrict in the right way, that means that certain areas that are predominantly black people might count for less. Ew. Makes sense? Yeah, no. Okay. I mean, you can call you can call it what like this was done this was done when uh, one of Carl Rove's moves in order to get uh President Bush elected. Like it was yes. So it's a real it's a real slimy way. I mean, and the the, the real insidious part about it is that you could do it and call it and claim any number of reasons as to why you would want to do that. Sure. It, but yeah, I mean that's the that's the play. You're trying to make you're trying to make districts certain districts do other things like do count for less or count for more or whatever. Okay. Well, I'm going to say something that would never get me elected in the states or Go. in Canada. But why can't things just be fair? Can't why you know like why <laughs> That's don't? That's a very Canadian thing for you to say. Why don't they just like? I can understand having to redistrict for many reasons, but like, why? Why wouldn't they just? All right, we're going to redistrict to make it more fair, and you guys can look at what we're doing. We're, I swear, we're not doing it for racist reasons. You know, like, are, do we know for a fact that they would redistrict for? awful reasons or are they doing it to sort of well now that we don't have shackles it's a, very, it's a very difficult thing to prove okay until it you know something results from it right like yeah i mean like you said george yes. bush getting elected yeah i mean yes yes it's it, so it, weird you will have a pretty good idea of what happened one after the fact see this yeah. <laughs> I could never be a politician. I'm, I'm I know. too nice. Me neither, dude. It's 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 this kind For of stuff kind makes me but. sick. <laughs> if that's why they're doing it, I mean, like like you said, it's hard to prove, and it's kind of funny that four hours after it was changed, you know, I was like, wrong. Hmm? It was two hours. Oh well, <laughs> you know, they Texas, they're go getters. They just couldn't wait. <laughs> And for all the people, you know, um, and the other funny thing is that a lot of people who live in Texas are, are 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 not described by what we're talking about. Like that's the other shitty part is that there's probably lots of nice people in Texas. Just your politicians um, are asking. Yeah, I like know there are. I've met them. Good. So um, I'm sure I've met Texans. The other well. thing is a voter ID, mm-hmm. which is illegal in a lot of states. And the reason you would want a voter ID is because a lot of a lot of fo- a lot of people who are elderly right or something like that don't have um oh like a form of id yeah it's a it's another form of identification that's something they're trying to pass uh province by province here in in canada they're they're trying to get a general id card in in ontario for people who like don't have a health card Drivers, actually, the driver's license is really the only thing you can use for identification. The health card is sort of a mixed bag, and a lot of places won't take it. But um, yeah, that's that's a, it's a really good idea. But it's weird that it's illegal. Why is it illegal in some states? Well, it's not it, it's not illegal. It's not a mandate. Oh, uh, Texas is basically you need to have voter ID in order to um, yeah in order to vote. And the other th- the problem with that is that a lot of in a lot of cases 
a lot of minorities, not just black people, but any any minority, won't ha- get the proper identification in order to do what they need to do. But shouldn't people have IDs in order to vote? Like, or is um, that something they have? That- they have like their state issued ID. Oh, but you know, you know what I mean. Like, it's another driver's license essentially. So, is there like a different process to get a voter ID? I would assume so. Right. I don't know. I mean, they just they just voted on this recently. I'm just so curious if have if yeah. having to get a voter ID is a barrier. I don't know. I mean, if it they're is, they're trying like, to narrow the. They're trying to narrow as much as possible the acceptable forms of identification, and the reason they're doing that is to probably disenfranchise um, any minority at all. Hmm. That's but that's the reason. I know. It's so weird. And you guys have an election coming up, right? In a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> which we're already thinking about. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're not talking about it's, election. It's Moving. hilarious. I just want to quickly say it's hilarious that my the election in Canada is coming up in 2015, and we're probably going to hear more about your election in 2016 prior to my election. Moving freaking <laughs> on. You guys are weird. All right, sir. Give me, give me. Oh, do you hear that? No. What do I hear? Oh, never mind. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, what's that? What is that? Oh it's the God. steam sales eating my money. I have a I have a kid and he's eating my brain. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they'll do. Yeah, that. let's talk about let's talk about literally and jo- folks. I'm not joking around. Let's talk about the language police. Mm. Language police, police for language. <laughs> it's. Uh, they're not actually called the language police, but they are nicknamed oh, that. No, they are. Yeah, well, yeah, they, the the Quebec language police uh, is a thing, and there's a worldwide it's a legitimate organization. Yes, the, in Canada, <laughs> there's an organization, uh, worldwide organization. Uh, what are they called? Something frozen yogurt, and they opened a chain in Montreal. And I guess they got a visit from the language police saying they needed to close the restaurant and throw out all their spoons because it only had the Menchie's frozen yogurt printed in English on the spoon. Um, now, the purpose of the language police is to uphold uh, our country as a bilingual country and having, um, I would think, all necessary text in both languages. So I don't think the, wor- the, the name of the restaurant on the spoon is something they should have worried about. No, like hold if- on. Okay, okay, okay. What? Yeah, you're going to need to uh, – maybe I missed this. You're going to need to explain what exactly the problem is. The problem at the restaurant? Yeah. So they were shut down and asked to throw out all their spoons because the spoon only had <laughs> the restaurant's name printed in English on it. Oh, that's too funny. And, and the word is is that the language police waited at the door and made sure that they threw out all the spoons. They actually had to have someone drive. That's such a joke, dude. Yeah, that's like something you'd see on The Simpsons or something. It's pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's it's weird. Um, there's other similar complaints like here. Uh, similar complaints from a number of restaurants in the Montreal area. The Cafe Gamba was ordered to remove the extra F from its name. Because they spelled cafe with two Fs as opposed to one, which is uh, a neutral spelling, I guess. It's just weird. And I mean, I... I love Menchie's. You know what Menchie's is? It's a California base, so I guess you would know where it is. 
Yeah, I go there. All, well, not all the time, but uh, yeah, Menchie's is. I love frozen yogurt. It's a thing, man. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, is that the employee had to so, go to Walmart to buy more spoons. <laughs> With no word. So, on. what was on the spoon? Is it just the word Menchie's? Probably Menchie's frozen yogurt. I'm as trying to remember what was on the spoon. Menchie's frozen yogurt. I would assume. So they they got shut down because their own brand wasn't on the spoon, like in both languages. It says here that uh, a customer complained that they had English text molded onto the spoon. That's so true. I guess it see. doesn't say what was on the spoon, but it, I'm I'm assuming it was like Menchie's frozen yogurt, and it wasn't like Menchie's. Uh, yeah, I can't think of what that would be in French, but it's going to have. I say in it. I, po- I apologize to our French listeners. <laughs> um, Don't apologize. Never apologize. Well, they wouldn't understand even. Uh, désolé, désolé. Um, <laughs> which I hope is French for. I'm sorry. I think it is. Anyways, but yeah, it's you, just you, you would not be a good language policer, sir. No, and that's why. It, like, it's funny. Like, the, I'm sure the language police does some good work. And 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 uh, uh, you know get some good busts mm, uh, in from time to does, time. <laughs> how does one endeavor to be a language policer? Oh, they're just very passionate about the bilingualism so. of our country, and I'm pretty sure that CTV is going to be starting up a, uh, a special language unit show, SLU, uh, at some point in the next uh, couple years. It's going to be like SVU, but with language police. <laughs> I'd watch it. Would you? What? If they did, like, a Law & Order uh, special language unit, and it's just, like, the language police going to restaurants and busting people for having English only. <laughs> It'd be a comedy, of course. We, we should do that. We should, we should write the pilot. It'll be like uh, Sleeping with the Elephant TV. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> you know what? No. No? no? You're going to veto no, that sorry, idea? Dude. Damn it. <laughs> I, I, oh god! You don't have these kind of issues in your country. I guess that's the that's the problem with only having one official language. All right, all right. You know what? All right. You know, okay, fine. You, you've broken me, sir. I, it you, sounds like it. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Utah, and this will be the last thing we discuss. Mm-hmm. You were in these United States. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. It was fun. Welcome. Why so, didn't you stay? <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to stay, but I just I have a lot of people back home that I need to get back to. But uh, I I had a blast. I had no sort of uh, issues. Although it's funny, like um, this is traveling traveling advice in general. But I was in Salt Lake City for a few days, and I wanted to get to the Target or the Walmart to buy a uh, poster tube. And I just loaded up on my Google Maps, like, oh, that's not a far walk. But the problem with Google Maps is it doesn't tell you what sort of neighborhood you're going to be walking through. <laughs> so I... <laughs> what? Yeah, so I didn't do my research, and I ended up walking through the bad part of... What felt like the bad part of Salt Lake City. Luckily, what? it was... Is there a bad part of Salt Lake City? I don't know. It just it didn't feel like I was safe. There's just a lot of like weird rundown houses and scary people and homeless people. Why? It's just weird. I don't know. I'm not used to the big big city, right? So 
where I'm from, it's sort of a condensed area, and, and it's it's busy enough that you would never feel unsafe, I guess. And when I was walking down through the streets of Salt Lake City to the Walmart, it just felt <laughs> what like... What in the world are you talking about? You don't know like, what Like, what felt about? unsafe? Are it's you just being racist right now? Not being racist. <laughs> if anything, I'm just over... Against white people? No. The white people that, that roam the plains? There were some scary white Salt people in Salt Lake City. Um, no, but just comparing, like, and just saying in general, like, walking through this town to get to Walmart as opposed to walking to, like, through the nice parts of town. Like, we went to the temple, and we went to a bunch of malls, and it's just, it felt like a different scene, you know? And I All think right. it's just, like, a more developed part of Salt Lake City, or at least the well-kept part. Um, but no, I, uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, that that town, that area is really neat, and mountains, man. We don't have mountains where I'm from. There so are mountains. There was I a saw lot them. Of mountains. They were big. Yeah, everywhere you looked. Mountainous. Did you enjoy your stay in Salt Lake City, or was it too much of like course. Canada? Of course. Yeah, I like Salt Lake City for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice place. It's not as... I mean, you have a lot of... You have a lot of con. You conjure up a lot of images in your head about like what what it is that you're expecting, mm-hmm. and you know it never is quite what you expect. You know what I mean? Ever? Yeah. Well, so I mean, like, it w- but I enjoy it. Like I, I thought I feel bad, and, and I'm being honest here. I feel bad for the people that aren't Mormon in Salt Lake City <laughs> because it's like. It there it really is a bit of a, a social a bit of a social stereotype. Yeah, um, when we were at the mall, uh, I think we no we had a cab driver uh, uh, we were talking to, and and he was you're not, talking about the the dude. No, no, this is a different person. Uh, another cab driver. Another cab driver oh, who was man. who was driving us. He I was from um, oh, what was it? Started with an S. Sawali. Sorry, man. Oh my god. Um, I'm not going to try, but I think it was um, from Africa, I think. But he was uh, talking about being an immigrant and coming over and and how he was talking about how Salt Lake City is prominently dominated by the Mormons. And I said to him, it's like, oh, yeah, we went went to the temple and we got a tour. They're nice people. And he's like, yeah, they're nice. They're just, you know, there's a lot of them here. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it was never any hate in the conversation. And and they're really good people. And... uh, I felt kind of bad when we went for our tour through the temple and, and went around Temple Square. And th- it just felt like there was a lot of tourists and not a lot of people there actually using the grounds for what they're meant for, if that makes any sense. What are they meant for? Well, prayer and being a Mormon, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it And and don't get me wrong, it, it, or correct me if I'm wrong, is the Temple Square sort of like the Mormon faith's Vatican kind of thing? Like that's their uh, hub? I would assume so. Yeah. So that was interesting, I, too. I guess the the honest answer is I don't know. Oh, okay. But I would assume that that's the case. It, it was it was neat because we went through, like, a visitor center, and they had, like, wax statues and those, like, cheesy, uh, like, made-for-TV documentary videos. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, people reenacting, like, pulling stone and, and carving things and... Uh, it was it was interesting. It was very interesting. A lot of nice people in Salt Lake City, though. All right. All right. Then there you go. <laughs> that has nothing to do with spectacular, so, but <laughs> So are you completely turned off? Like by are you never going to want to come to these United States again? Is it as what? bad as it is is it as weird as you thought it would be? No, it's it seriously, like when I went there it just felt like 
Canada. You know, there, I had no issues except for the fact that I couldn't order a carrot muffin. Um, but I, I think that has something to do with uh, the airport. I'm pretty sure it's it's all good. No, I had no issues. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and um, I highly encourage you to uh, come up to Canada because you know what? It's just like Salt Lake City. I probably will eventually. Yeah, there'll be a point. I mean, I, you know, for your type of work, having gone to E3 and whatnot, I'm sure there'll be something in Toronto or Vancouver, we some big entertainment thing. We will see. Mm-hmm. We will see is basically the takeaway there. <laughs> we'll meet you on uh, beaver territory. I don't know. Never say that to me again. I, anywho. <laughs> feedback. Yeah. All right. This one comes from Jocelyn. Thank you, Jocelyn. I think I know who this is. You do? I think Ryan knows who this is. She says, FYI, Juno Beach is actually a huge deal. It was captured by Canadians alone as one of the <laughs> I have a certain inflection with her. <laughs> it was captured by Canadians alone as one of five locations that made D-Day a successful a success and allowed us to win the war might want to explain that to paul <laughs> <laughs> she's calling you out she was she was not too happy i think she's oh, whatever uh, she's a history nut so when she heard you talking about juno beach like it was no big deal <laughs> she got pretty how upset. many people died oh geez like four <laughs> no a <laughs> lot of people died there was a lot of canadians that died in the world war ii um, right not how four. many able-bodied males did you have back then Um, we had many many able-bodied people i'm more than 10 there were 10 in the shot of that video we watched more than 10 i doubt it (laughs) you're sorry i'm just asking asking for for, i'm actually just kicking up some crap of course we're just joking around d D day no but like straight up i don't know the amount of involvement that canada had in World War Two, period. Like, I just don't know. It's not something that's taught in school. Well, no, but, it, I mean, well, it's only taught in, in Canadian school, just like American part of war is only taught in American school. Well, and I guess I knew that a, a good deal, I knew that in World War Two, a much larger number of Russians died than we did. Well, like, yeah, that's because the, they did, like, a, a burn-and-run tactic, right, with the Germans? Well, there's that, and they were right next door. Yeah, and and the other thing too is, and you know, in terms of generalizations uh, in education, I would think when the states is teaching World War II, they would focus more on the bigger allies side being Britain, France, states, because legitimately back in the forties, Canada was more closely tied to Britain. So when the world was talking about World War II, they were always talking about the Americans, the British, and. the French. All right. So that that's that's your defense right there. If Jocelyn, you know, comes at you, I don't, <laughs> I don't need a defense. Okay, I'm I'm American. You're on your own now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, folks. Thank you very much for listening. We are at. Where are we at? Info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com. Did you know that? It's great. You should email us in. Let us know what you think. It's nice. If you, if you know, it works. It works. Trust me. I check it every once. It does. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. It works. Send us an email. Send Tell us Paul how wrong he is. <laughs> Tell us about carrot muffins and whether you could buy them in the States because I'm curious. I don't know. Uh, what else? Ryan, why don't you say the rest? 
Okay, well, uh, Paul's tired. Uh, you can I find us on Twitter at uh, the Lazy Elephant. Paul runs that, and I am the unhappy be- or just unhappy Beaver on Twitter. Um, send your feedback and reviews. Uh, give us a five star review on iTunes. I did not check, so I apologize if you left one before our last recording. Um, and personally, you can find myself at R Murphy, tweeting uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Paul, where can people find you? Where can people find me? You can find me at P. Swickard. Yeah. That's it. P. Yeah. Swickard on the Twitter. Ryan, where can people find you? <laughs> uh, I already said at R. Murphy, but I did want to say <laughs> that Paul did a great job at Nerdtacular. He was interning, running around oh. behind the scenes, and he will not say how, how good a job he did, so I'm going to say how good a job he did. So congrats. That's nice. Yeah. Well, um, we've been known us Canadians to be nice from time to time. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Sorry. I'm I am hearing murmurings of my child and I'm now distracted. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's all good. I think I think we're pretty much wrapped here. All right, cool. Thank you, folks. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>